A lesson today is from the book of Mark, chapter 4. He also said, The kingdom of God is as, as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, and then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use it for? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches, so that birds of the air can make nests in the shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them, as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in the parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The word of our Lord. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, stir up your holy power this day and come. Send your spirit into our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our ears, that we might hear a word for us today anew, and that we too might then live out that which we believe. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds in the earth. Yet when it grows up and becomes the greatest of all the shrubs, it puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can find nests in its shade. On Thursday this past week, in between the raindrops, I had the chance to spend the evening with my niece, Tilly, who is three years old. And we, uh, just down the street from my house, there's a park that sits on the lake, and on Thursday nights, like they do in so many places around Minnesota, as we want to be outside, there's a band that plays, and my niece, Tilly, loves to go. This is her favorite part of the whole summer, I swear. And so we dodged the raindrops, and the band was late playing, and they set up, and it was a cover band, so they played a little Led Zeppelin, and a little Dylan, and a little, you know, Beatles, or whatever, and it really didn't make any difference at all to Tilly, or to any of the children who were there who were under the age of, say, 82. Uh, the children, however, uh, would all flock in front of the band like little birds, and the three-year-olds and the four-year-olds and five-year-olds just sort of run around like chaotic birds flapping their wings and spinning like this, like dancing, and they're flitting around and falling down on the ground, and they're flying sort of, kind of, like they're dancing to the tune of the music, and they'd turn around and look to see if their parents were back in the nest, and then every once in a while they'd come and sit down with us for just a few minutes and snuggle up like little birds in the nest, and then they'd fly off again to dance and flit. It is intolerable cuteness, <laughs> and I love it. The kingdom of God, the reign of God, the will of God is like a mustard seed that grows into the greatest of all the shrubs. It puts, lar puts forth large branches so that the dancing birds of the air can make nests in its shade with love and joy. 
On this same Thursday evening, there came another story across my phone about some other little birds seeking safety, shade, and love. The small shelter along the Texas border to Mexico held 60 beds and a little playground for children. Rooms were equipped with toys, books, and crayons, and to Colleen Craft, this shelter looked in many ways like a friendly environment for children, a place where they could be happy. But the first child who caught the prominent pe pediatrician's attention during a recent visit was anything but happy. Inside a room dedicated to toddlers was a little girl no older than two, screaming and pounding her fists on a mat. One woman tried to give her toys and books to calm her down, but even that shelter worker seemed frustrated. Kraft told the Washington Post because as she wanted to console the little child as much as she could, she could not touch, hold, or pick her up to let her know that everything would be all right. That was the rule, Kraft said she was told. They are not allowed to touch the children. Can I please beg you to let that sink into your hearts for a few moments? Can I beg you to envision a two-year-old child that cannot be consoled because they cannot be touched? Can I beg you to ponder what this child has done wrong to deserve such punishment? In what way is this fair, moral, or just? At the very same time, my niece danced and flitted without a care in the world. This refugee immigrant child who has been taken from the arms of her mother and put into a detention center could not dance and had no place to lay her tiny head. The really devastating thing was that we all knew what was going on with this little child, Kraft said. We all knew what the problem was. She didn't have her mother, and none of us can fix that. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs. It puts forth branches so that mama birds and daddy birds can make nests in its shade. Kraft, the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, who was the visitor and descriptor of the scene that I just described, said colleagues who were so alarmed by what was going on at the border invited her to see for herself. So she visited that shelter run by the Office of Refugee Resettlement. We needed to see what was happening and tell the country and the world about it, Kraft said. So done, Dr. Kraft. One thing immediately became clear to Kraft. Those who work at this shelter, whom she declined to name for privacy reasons, were doing it the best that they possibly could to make sure the children's need are met. The children were fed, they had beds, toys, a playground, and people to change their diapers. But there are limits to what workers could and can do. Not only could they not pick up or touch the children, they could not get their parents for them. The really basic foundational needs of having trust in adults as a young child was not being met. That contradicts everything we know that the kids need to build their lifelong health, Dr. Kraft said. 
The kingdom of God, the time and the place where the will of God is lived out like a mustard seed that grows into a beautiful shrub where all the little birds of the air find a safe place to nest and find shelter in their branches and grow up to become beautiful, beloved birds of the air. According to one report from the Associated Press, there are almost 2,000 children separated from their parents during the six weeks in April and May. Can I beg you to ponder for just a moment the visual number of 2,000 children that would fill this sanctuary five times over? According to the Washington Post and the New York Times, as of Thursday, there are 11,432 migrant children in custody. The population of Mound, where I live, is just over 9,000. We are currently incarcerating and holding and detaining a small city worth of little birds. I'd like to suggest to us all that these are not criminals, these are children. I would like to suggest to us that neither are their parents criminals. These are primarily people who are asking for help, fleeing war, violence, persecution, sexual violence, and starvation. Friends, these are people who are asking for our help, and you and I have made them criminals. And when we criminalize asking for help, we all suffer because we are all human, which by definition we mean and need help. We all need branches in which to find shade. We all need room to find safe harbor from the storm. We all need friends to perch upon the stems with one another to confess, forgive, admit, and tell the truth. All of us, all of us, every single one of us, no one taught themselves to do even the most basic functions of life. For example, tying your shoes. I have a feeling your mom and dad might have helped you with that when you were, say, two or three or four years old. In church, we speak and acknowledge this truth every Sunday when we say we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. In everyday speak, we simply say, Hi, my name is Scott Searle a fragile, vulnerable, finite human being. And I need some help. When we criminalize the need for help, we all suffer. We hide our needs, we deny our depression, our anxiety, our addictions, our loneliness, our shame, our vulnerabilities, our insecurities, and our need for love, forgiveness, and affection. Needing help is what it means to be human. And there is no shame, no shame in being a human. And while I am not a father, I can further imagine if someone had attempted to take Tilly from myself or her parents on that beautiful evening at the park, the holy fury that would have erupted inside of me would ignite a person, actions, and behaviors from whom neither you or I would recognize. Would I become a criminal on behalf of my niece, Tilly? You just name the time and place. So who is it that is called to sow the seeds of the mustard plant? You? Me? Everyone? God? God? Who is called to provide shelter from the storm, shade from the hot sun, and refuge for those who flee violence and persecution? 
Who will sow the seeds of the mustard seed? God has promised. The sower is currently sowing seeds. Turns out the mustard plant is incredibly wild and unruly. The mustard plant knows no boundaries and it knows no soil to which it cannot take root. Yours, mine, or others, rocky, dry, arid, wet, or sandy. It does not respect political boundaries. It does not respect laws or fancy garden trim designed to keep the nice plants in and the weeds out. It jumps over them and burrows under them and goes around them and frankly grows right through them. The kingdom of God is like this, or so Jesus says it is. Mustard plants are the Midwest equivalent of creeping Charlie. You can spray it, pull it up, burn it down, till it over, and it just keeps coming back despite all your best efforts. It leaps out of every tomb that you dare make for it. And yet, when the kingdom of God takes root, it's not some presumptuous grand hotel, it's simply the greatest of all the garden shrubs. <laughs> Jesus hearers must have had a smile on their face when he said that somebody was out sowing mustard seeds. When's the last time you pulled a dandelion out of your front yard and blew the seeds all over your neighbor's yard and said, hey, the kingdom of God is just like that? <laughs> it's not fancy, it's practical. The mustard plant is simple, hardy, native, and wild all at the same time. It's out of control, just like Jesus thought his family was out of his mind. The truth is, I didn't want to preach this sermon this morning any more than you came and wanted to hear it. I am the fortunate beneficiary of the laws of this country that keep me safe, and in fact, I like calm, I like order, I like sitting in my basement and watching TV and reading the newspaper. And I, like most of us, am kept safe by most, if not many, of our laws. But potential silence in the face of cruelty supports the suffering of those for whom our laws and country cause heartache, pain, and suffering. It is not enough that I am safe. Because until all people and all baby birds can dance, and flit and fly and nest safely than flying off to dance and flit again. God's kingdom and God's rule has not yet arrived and friends, that simply is not tolerable. And yet when it is sown, and it will be sown, the mustard seed grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, putting forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Amen.